Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly podcast featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 204, All Hat and No Cattle, The Lie of the Ego. And now your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Hello and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson. I'm the host. I'm here today in 818 Studios with my producer. Good morning, everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 204 of The Authentic Spiritual Journey. As always, I want to welcome you to a brand new week. I hope you are doing well. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I feel it. I feel yeah, it. Yeah, me deep, too. Deep me in my too. bones. <laughs> today is a great day. To, as one of my favorite sayings is, it's a great day to be alive. Yes. And, uh, you know, today is what you make of it. And I know a life is happening to all of us. Lots of unexpected things uh, for many people I know right now. But you know what I notice is the people that are moving through it with grace and uh, love are the ones that are doing their spiritual work, <laughs> the ones that are still seeking to find, okay, where is God in the midst of this? So, of course, friends, this is what we hope you're doing is one of the reasons we have the show. And, you know, friends, I'm going to be honest. I need a little encouragement this morning. And Dave, you don't have to totally caretake me. I want to hear <laughs> from our listeners and our viewers because I was feeling a little, uh, I've just been feeling a little bummed out. I haven't heard from people lately. Um, I mean, not, it's not a financial thing. It's more like, how are we doing it? Are you just accustomed to it? Am I boring you? I need a little uplift today. <laughs> um, and I am thinking about another new show. I, my only hesitance is to make sure that, um, that, People would support it. But anyway, so I need a little encouragement today. So if you can reach out through the website, experienceofthesoul.com, or my site, my other site, CynthiaAliceAnderson.com, um, you know, feel free. I'd love to, I'd love to get a word of encouragement. Yeah, you can reach us at uh, experienceofthesoul.com slash contact. That would be the, the the easiest, most direct way to to reach out, or yeah. uh, you can you know you can leave a review over at Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever that helps as well. But no, we just want to hear from you. I think you know I think that's good. 
Every now and then, I need a good word. Well, you, you just know? you know you're 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 so used to platform ministry that that you need an amen. You know, every now and then I need an amen. <laughs> every now yeah, and you need to pause and just make sure that 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 folks are are getting what you're what you're throwing out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and Dave, give us our show title today because I think I'm the opposite of this at times. So, give <laughs> no, give us the show title. The title is all hat and no cattle. <laughs> I I love that. And 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 I got to be honest. I had to look it up because I did. I'd never heard this before. Turns out it's like it's an old Texas saying. <laughs> totally. The first it's, person I ever heard say it was from Texas. That's a fact. Yeah. Can can I give the definition? Yeah. Go ahead. The I de- think it's the funny. definition is uh, a description of a person that is all talk and no substance, full of big talk but lacking action. A person who cannot back up their words. A fake. A pretender. A pretender. Right, and that's uh, all hat and no cattle. That's that is the yeah. the most Texas thing I've ever heard, <laughs> isn't it? I know. Well, even it was funny. Um, one time I was in the airport. Uh, I think I was going to like a minister conference or something. But anyway, that's not important. <laughs> I was in line, and there were all these ranchers because, of course, we're yeah, because we were going to Kansas City, and there was a big ranching uh, a conference for ranchers there as well. Anyway, and several ranchers. Um, I was around, several were, were women, and they both saw this guy. They didn't know I was listening. You know, I was right behind him in line. You know how when you're in the airport, it used to be, you know, you were two inches away from people because we were flying southwest and we were all lined up. Anyway, and the woman said, oh, man, not him. He's all hat and no cattle. And I thought it was so funny because I, I, I really noticed these women because uh, – I hadn't met a lot of women ranchers. I've known ranchers. I've no, you know I've been in, in more horse barns than <laughs> most, uh, and on more ranches than probably most for somebody who didn't grow up in the West. I I've spent a lot of time around those type of environments, and I'd never seen that many women ranchers. And they had everything they had was kind of um, like their briefcase was this hand tooled leather briefcase that I still want today. <laughs> and um and I was really impressed by them. I thought it was so funny when they said the phrase that I'd only heard a Texas person say, he's all hat and no cattle. And <clears throat> when when you hear some well and and in the horse world, it's it's sometimes like, oh yeah, the bigger the hat, the bigger the ego. <laughs> right. No, and, and in uh in in motorcycle words, uh, in motorcycle terms, I've heard that it's called a squid. Oh, I've never heard yeah, that. Some, like if if somebody who uh, who like dresses in all of the like the Harley gear, but doesn't actually ride a Harley, you know, or they oh, like, they might hilarious. be a Yamaha rider or an Indian uh. rider or something like that, and they're just like decked from head to foot, but they actually don't ride. Right, but they're that is too funny. But they, and we're not talking about just ha- having a Harley, but having like hat, an actual yeah. Harley, like motorcycle jacket and all of that stuff. But they don't actually. It's uh, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. That's called a squid. Squid. That's the term, and and I'm sure it's so, somewhat derogatory. But <laughs> you think? But, well, so but, is all yeah. hat, no cattle, and and you know the reason which you didn't say in parentheses is the lie of the ego, mm. right? All hat, no cattle, and then in parentheses, the lie of the ego, because friends, I tell you, we all want to look good. Yeah. <laughs> we there, all were, there was an episode of Friends where Joey uh, got uh, 
there, there was a, a a woman thought that the, a Porsche, the Porsche was his, like he was standing next to a Porsche, and, yeah. they th- and she thought it was his, and so it wasn't his. He was just standing next to it. He just happened to be and standing there. So he happened there. to be yeah. there, and so he started like dressing in all the Porsche gear, and uh, <laughs> and and the Porsche eventually drove away. But he's like, oh, I'm really loving all this attention. So he put up a bunch of boxes and covered it in a tarp, so it looked like a Porsche was there. And the idea was, is it was ultimately it was it was it was all about his ego, and yeah. he liked the way it made him feel and the status it gave him. But there was zero substance. Exactly. So exactly. Well, if you go on Instagram or Facebook, that's exactly what you'll see. <laughs> I, I've seen it so many times. I've seen ministers do it. I've seen. Business people do it, therapists, life coaches. I mean, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite life coaches who actually we're going to have on the show really soon um, is the opposite of that. And that's what's so interesting. You can really see, if you hang in there a little bit, you can really see what somebody's really about. Like she'll she'll sometimes uh, post an image. She'll she'll post, uh, oh, Instagram it. Instagram image and it'll be perfect, you know, like with a filter and her hair is perfect, her makeup is perfect and all that. And then um, she'll post, uh, she'll post another picture right by it that says, you know, what I really look like. Mm. She'll have on glasses and her hair is kind of messy <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and it, it, they're both her. But, um, you know, sometimes we get a little too worried about what people think. Mm. And it's hard because, you know, of, of the you know the world we live in everybody says well you have to do these things you have to be on instagram you have to be on uh social media so uh and we've talked about that many times both yeah. of us are our journey with that but the point is is that when we attach to this outer image and forget forget the real work then we're really out of alignment with god's good for us it's that simple. And it's such a fine line. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Shannon and I are, have, have been kind of launching this online com- uh, composer community. And so we're doing I a know, lot of... I know. I'm you, excited about yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. We've been doing a lot of uh, like artwork and I do thumbnails on YouTube and, and yeah. I do find myself like going in and maybe uh, brightening yeah. the whites of my eyes a little yeah. bit or maybe yeah. taking a little bit of the... Uh, brightening up my smile a little bit. But it, it's a fine line, isn't it? Between yes, it like, is. okay, let's just, let's do some polish versus, you know, making myself, like losing 30 pounds in my face or something. I don't, I don't yes. know. But wh- where is that line though? Where would you say that? Well, th- I mean, I think that's a really great question. Um, and I think it comes back to a one word answer. It's really, sim- it almost sounds too simple, but it's like, what is your intention about it? Like what is motivating it? You know? So if your intention is to look your best so people listen to your message and your message is going to help them. Well, that's that's a good thing, hmm. you know, because, you know, we all try, have to look our best. Some of the, you know, I mean, Eckhart Tolle doesn't take a picture that with broccoli between his teeth. <laughs> you know, he right. has an image that's, you go, oh, there's Eckhart Tolle. He looks zenned out and prayed up, right? He's not going to be jumping around and expect somebody to come to his you know, right. program. So, you know, I think we want to just provide a image that is consistent 
with really who we are uh, and how we how we walk in the world, you know? And so if we're making ourselves up to be some grandiose thing, then, and, you know, we're working with five people, yeah, that that's a little bit iffy. Right, that's a so. little bit iffy. And, and it's a, it's an interesting thing because uh, so many of us have learned, you know, vision it, make it happen. Um, there was a time I was, getting some video work done and I was looking at different places, you know, to get some pictures taken. And I was like, well, you know what though? I have not actually spoken here. Mm. I realized that I always made, it would have looked like that was a venue. Now I have spoken at nice big venues, but it just so happened that where I wanted my picture, I was like, I just want, I want myself I want to picture myself on a big stage, you know, so people know I'm capable of that. And I'm like, but you know what? So I backed off from that because I said, well, when I get there, that will be an honest, authentic right. picture. It would be like me, I guess, taking a, a studio picture in one of full sales, like big giant studios, you know, with me and this, you know, millions of dollars worth of gear behind me yeah. and then using that as my like studio picture. Right, it, instead it, of just your studio picture. It projects the idea of this is my workspace. So, Well, and what, what I think is so interesting, because energetically, usually, people feel it anyway. Hmm. People feel anyway when you're authentic or not. Like, you know, when we did our Experience of the Soul, uh, you know, podcast channel, 200. Yeah, the live show. The live show. You know, all those pictures from that event were exactly where we were. And I've wanted pictures to look like that for four years. And when they did, it was real. You know, it was real. And I love the lighting. I love the, our logo on the wall. You know, that was amazing. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, well, I'll put, I'll put a link to there, to that episode because you can see those pictures, but that, no, you're absolutely right. That is 100% what it looked like. That is 100% our experience. And so even though I've wanted that for four years, you know, I, and I have had people approach me, one who's offered me a free marketing and a lot of money, but the energy for me was not a match. And it was so hard to say no to that because it's like, well, I want to reach more people, but I'm not going to sacrifice what I believe in to do that, you right. know? So the ego always wants to look good, you know? So just sit with that for a minute, friends. The ego wants to look good. Your ego wants to look good. But what's so amazing, and um, I said this in a class, I don't know, maybe in the last couple of years, somebody was really crying in the class. Hmm. You know, they hit something really deep. And they said, oh, I didn't want to cry. And I said, I'm glad you're crying. And she, what? You know, well, why are you glad I'm crying? And I said, this is the most spiritual work you've ever done right here. Because you're in your pain, and until you touch that, you cannot rise up and out. We're here. Nobody's judging you. And the group was 100% loving, supportive, lifted her up. And that's the real work, friends, not looking good. I, I wanted to mention what we've seen in our culture recently, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial and about celebrities in general. 
because uh, I put Brad Pitt in this category as well. Uh, any of the big, big stars, Tom Cruise, um, any of the big, big stars that um, there is such, even though they are celebrities now, so they are celebrities, but the images they put out, the parts they portray, sure make it seem like everything is going great. And there's all this emphasis on the outer image and what you wear and how you look and what size clothes you wear and all that. Well, we see what's behind the curtain right now in that trial. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, that's been heartbreaking to watch. I've watched a little bit of it every single day. And my hope for those two is some kind of healing, but the amount of uh, dysfunction and dis-ease and um, addiction that is running that whole thing. But, uh, hey, but they look good. Mm. <laughs> but, hey, they look good. At $50 million, okay, we look good. But, you see, the quality of life is not good. If you ask me, what we're seeing is two people who've been living in hell together. But for the pictures, we look good. So, friends, yeah. it, I mean, what if were you going to say, if, Dave? Sorry. Yeah, if anything, it just outlines that regardless of, you know, how, however much money you think, you know, oh. it's it's – yeah, I mean, money doesn't buy you happiness. I mean, I get that money makes a lot of things possible, but here oh, we have somebody. Oh, gotta have money to live. Yeah, at, at the at the absolute Johnny Depp at the absolute pinnacle of his career, one of the highest paid actors. Yep. On the planet, and yep. you realize just all the unhappiness going on. Oh, it's the dysfunction, depression, all all of those things, which happen to all of us, you know. And uh, you 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 think because of the image that they've got they must have it easy they must have it all worked out they have everything worked out exactly exactly yeah. well and the thing I always notice the celebrities I always tend to be attracted to are the ones that are doing good for the world and I really eventually want to get Matt Damon on the show because he's co-founded an organization called water.org it's about clean usable water around the world and I have a dear friend who's his executive director uh, for the organization and I've supported him on social media uh, you know and things like that so um, here's somebody he is a megastar clearly he makes millions. I think uh, in one of his movies I read, what do you, I think he said 32 words or something, but he ended up making like $30 million. So it's like a million dollars a word. But uh, what he's doing with his celebrity is very, very different. Now, I don't know what his home life is like, but uh, it's not just about how you look and how much money he makes. He's making a difference in the world. Right. So, every, so there's like substance behind that. And what I notice is I don't see Matt Damon doing a lot of commercials. I don't see Matt Damon um, talking about, you know, I don't see that emphasis on the outer in the same way. So, again, I'm projecting onto what I'm seeing, but I'm using them as examples for like, you know, we, we can do the same things. I mean, the people I love the most in my life are the people that are actually doing something with the life they've been given, not focusing on what everybody thinks. Well, it's it's like comparing, you know, Elon Musk and Bill Gates. 
I mean, I, n- nobody's going to be perfect, and, and yeah, I'm not yeah, saying like sure. Bill Gates. I'm not putting him up on a pedestal, but seeing like what he has done, Bill Gates, mm-hmm. like almost almost eradicating malaria, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and 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 really, <laughs> I mean, one of them is kind of like Bruce Wayne, and the other one is Lex Luthor. So <laughs> I'll let y'all let you decide who I think. You who, decide which is, which is I'm just which. saying one of them is trying to wipe out malaria, and the other one bought Twitter. I'll let you decide again. Right. I know, no, no, I get nobody's it. I get perfect, it. and so I'm not elevating one right, right, to, right. A, well, to sainthood. And, right. No, it's just using them as examples. You know, uh, to think about our own process. It's it's easier to see in other people, which is why we do that, right? right. And it's why I mentioned the trial in the first place because um, I've always really liked Johnny Depp. I have to say, mm-hmm. but I've always been really concerned about his addiction. Because I grew up around so much addiction, every time I look at him, I would think, oh, he's high, he's on cocaine, <laughs> you know? And so I've always been really concerned, and and my heart really hurts for both of them because clearly, uh, you know, there's a lot of need for healing. And and I, I, what I will say, what I think every time I see that is, if they would just hear the message we have on this channel, <laughs> if they would just hear that, like, it's really about their soul, it's not about all that. I mean, yes, we all have to be presentable. We all have to look good. You know, we all want to feel good. But what's under all that is we all want to be healthy at the level of the soul. And then what we project out is light, is love, is power, is strength. And then it's real. You know, and the reason, I think one of the reasons this is so shocking to everyone is a lot of people believed the image. But it's not shocking to me in the slightest. I mean... Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Because the emphasis is so strongly on the outer. And so, friends, we don't want to walk around like one of these people that's all hat and no cattle. Right. Right, right. We want to be the real thing. So we're going to pause right there. We'll be back in just a few moments after these brief messages. Welcome back. Again, we're glad you're with us. I hope you uh, are really thinking about the topic today, all hat and no cattle, uh, the lie of the ego. Yeah, and I have an update uh, on my my squid term. It's not only a motorcyclist who like wears all the gear, but also overestimates their abilities, their overconfidence. So Mm -hmm. they think that putting all that on has somehow – it would be like me – uh, like putting all of this gear on and it's the gear and the outward appearance that makes the skills that makes me like it's 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 more confidence ego kind of thing oh yes and that is really true that is really true and you know um <laughs> i i'm just gonna say this friends that i have really seen this with ministers <laughs> Careful, careful. I'm going to say it. No, I'm going to say it because <clears throat> this is authentic. I've had, I mean, and these are people I really adore. You know, I've known people over the years, some of them I was educated with, you know, and sometimes at Unity Village, everything was so positive. People were not getting real feedback about their level of skill. Hmm. And as they went out to, you know, work in churches, you know, it's like if you, you know, if you just have 20 people sitting there and you're never growing, chances are you might be part of the problem. Mm. 
but but you know so often at the school they learn so much about projection and everything they think everything's about them and there's no work to be done so uh so i've seen it a lot in ministers and um uh i've had many you know reach out to me asking me questions about you know how to grow a church and everything and i when i bring up the idea of coaching it's like they are well what do you mean no 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 it's, no I mean, it just, it's a complete shutdown. And it's like, well, if your ego is that big that you can't handle coaching from a colleague who loves you, boy, it's all hat and no cattle, friends. Right. And I, I, I mean, I've seen it over and over. And so the ego just wants so badly to look good and be right. It will fail while it's lying all the way. Because really, it's ultimately a lie. Yeah, well, and, you know, if... <laughs> If you think that wearing all the 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 the, the rancher gear equips mm-hmm. you to go on a cattle run, okay, taking it back to motorcycles, right? Right. Because right. ultimately, a squid rider poses a danger not only to themselves but to everyone else around Everybody. them. Everybody. Oh yes. And so, oh, okay, yes. you you got the hat on and you're you're ready to go on a cattle drive, and so you have all of this cattle behind you, and now suddenly things go out of control because. You think that the hat qualifies you for for for? I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to blend our metaphors here. <laughs> well, no, I think it works. Yeah. Um, my mind was just several different places. <laughs> for some reason, I was reminded of that crazy movie, City Slickers. Oh heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that movie? But um, no, uh, I was just thinking to. Um, I, I had mentioned on the show, you know, a while back that I'd been doing martial arts and my love of it has really deepened. But I'm going to tell you something, in martial arts, you're put on the mat. When you when you start talking, they're like, show me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so you, you're not going to get away with that uh, in that setting. And, you know, Dave, I've noticed with musicians to, uh, you know, when I was in Seattle and I was really gigging a lot, um, I remember I came into this um uh, this uh, wind ensemble, and it was really a lot of fun because there were a lot of pros that played in there. There were a lot of uh, uh, players like from the Pacific Northwest Ballet that just loved to play and were doing it out of love for the conductor, you know, who was a dear friend and stuff. So anyway, I was hired to do some percussion, and I couldn't find it. You know, my first rehearsal, I was a little late, which I'm never late, as you know. And, uh, and I walked in, and I just, you know, quietly got out my stuff, you know, and was ready when it you know, we, we kicked in and, um, anyway, the conductor came up to me uh, later. Her name was Kathy. She's really talented musician. And she said, thanks for not being the typical drummer. (laughs) And I go, Oh, you mean warming up so loud for everybody to hear? (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, yeah, she goes, yeah. I said, Oh, I'd never do that. And she goes, that's how I know you're an accomplished player. Because most drummers, what they do, and you know this, Dave, as a drummer, she said what most drummers do is come in and they warm up as loud as possible, and they're always late on the entrances, or they're in the wrong spot, or the timpani are not tuned properly, or they're not paying attention. You know, she said, so the best professionals just come in and get their gear ready and are just ready when it's time to start. Yep. You know, and and the ones who are talking the most, it always... (laughs) It's always, they're always the worst musicians. It's so interesting. And the real pros always know there's more to learn. Mm -hmm. 
you know, some of the best musicians I've ever played with, and I've played with some amazing musicians, they're like, oh, cool, I like how you did that. Right. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it that way. Or or they're like, oh, have you ever listened to so-and-so the way he does? You know, they're always, always learning the best professionals. That's what I know. And because they don't have to have ego because there's a certain level of proficiency. So, I mean, they have ego in the sense of they have a, a certain level of competence. So you don't have to pretend mm-hmm. when you have a certain level of competence. You know, you, Dave, you've always been that way with composition. You don't talk about it very much because you don't have to. Mm. The work shows, you know, like my dad used to say, um, and my dad was really big on humility. <laughs> and he would say, you know, if you're good at something, honey, you just don't have to talk about it. And that was the end of that. Yeah. And in my family, uh, this has been frustrating to people who've met my family. When you meet them, they're never going to ask you what you do for a living. They're not going to ask you what, how much money you make. They're going to say, hey, you want a beer? <laughs> they're gonna, you know, hey, you want, hey, I just made some, you want some biscuits? Let's get, let's right, eat. Right. It's just going to be like, but it's never going to be about what you are in the world. It's never going to be like about what you, this big thing you've made up for people to see. It's never going to be about that. That was just drilled out of us 100%. Mm. It's interesting that you mentioned like the composing because I feel like that's something I, I honestly kind of struggle with because, mm-hmm. you know, I am super proud of it. Uh, but you're right. I don't enter. Hi, I'm Dave. I write music for TV. Hi, I'm Dave. I write music for TV. <laughs> right, right? Exactly. Have you watched football? That's me. Right. I don't do any of that. But yeah. at, at Full Sail, I kind of have to do that a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah. on day one, you know, the students that come to Full Sail, they expect industry professionals. And so it's a really fine line of kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't want to just, I don't want it to come off as bragging, but I also need to kind of, I only have these students for a short period of time and I need to kind of say, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Just jump on board. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I do I do appreciate you saying that because I it's something yeah, I'm super I conscious mean, of. <laughs> well, and it's the same for me, you know, with the show. Um, recently, somebody uh, – actually, I was getting my hair cut, and the woman who cuts my hair is a big follower and financial supporter uh, of the show, and it, it really touches me that she is. Mm. And um, I was checking out, you know, paying my bill, which is always a very reasonable. And uh, I was going to pay my bill, and she goes, oh, hey, RCA has this my favorite podcast ever she says to the people up front and they go what's your podcast i said well it's about the spiritual journey i said i I never used to say this and i've gotten to where i said and now i say i say so i own uh i own a podcast channel i founded it several years ago and the main show that i do is called authentic spiritual journey and the woman goes i love that i love the name of that I said, well, if you're spiritual at all, you'll, you'll totally get it. You'll totally get it. And, and I said, we just did our 200th episode. She said, it sounds like you're proud of it. I said, it's been a labor of love, you know, and I never used to say that much. I would say like, oh yeah, I do a podcast, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it is a fine line, but sometimes I think I could be more, um, about it, you know, and so uh, what I would say to our listeners is, I want you to help us share it because I don't want to come across as one of these people who's going to charge you $20,000 just for me to show up. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't need that. 
Four or five thousand, yeah, but not twenty. <laughs> well, and you even kind of, you know, I remember when you stepped stepped down from pulpit ministry, you kind of mm-hmm. explored that, you know, the corporate yes, speaking yes. and all of that, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and you you discovered even though there was you know money on the table, there mm-hmm. was there was financial reward to to had to be had there. You realized that that wasn't yours to do. Yeah, I mean, and I'll do some speaking events, you know, different things. If anybody on a corporate level is listening, I will do corporate speaking events. That is $5,000. I don't mm-hmm. mind just advertising that sure. because it's usually an entire day. Well, then I cover all my expenses. So that's a car, that's a flight, that's a hotel for a couple nights. So, you know, that is what I charge for a corporate speaking event. But to go in and try to train employees what an affirmation is, no, no, that's not me. But to go inspire people and lift them up. Yes, I love to do that. Mm-hmm. I love to do that. But I will talk to audiences who already have some kind of spiritual context or else they won't understand what I'm talking about. Right. You know, I want people who are like interested in the journey. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, so friends, you know, uh, would love your feedback on this and would love you to help, uh, would love your help rather sharing the show. Cause you know, I don't want to try to sell people on it. I want people to find it. I want people to go, oh, this is what I've been looking for. You know, and, um, you know, in the old days of unity, um, you know, they would say, you know, basically like the 12 steps, attraction, not promotion. On the same token, though, Charles Fillmore boosted the radio signal illegally, by the way, from the from the radio tower and got you know, beamed all the way to Africa, and there are churches in Africa t- today on the whole continent, many different countries in Africa um, today, because Charles Fillmore did that. So, so there is a balance, like you said, Dave. There is a competence, there is an awareness, there is a this is a value, and then, but there's not pretending, you know. Pretending there's something there when there's nothing to follow it up, and that's that. And that's what you said at, at the very beginning. Is you yeah. said, you know, mm-hmm. when I said, "Where's the line?" You said, "Well, it's kind of where your heart's at. It's what's yeah. the intent behind what's it. The is intent? the intent mm-hmm. to be something you're not, mm-hmm. or is the intent yeah. to put, you know, kind of your best foot forward?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I, I don't want to share my message so badly that I become some kind of fake. That that's just not. I mean, the name of the show is Authentic Spiritual Journey. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's hard to, it's hard so to do I'm that. So I'm not going to, you know, a body sculpt and whatever just to do an ad on whatever, you know. So, yeah. So, but friends, the message for you is, you know, are you, you know, are you leading with ego or what is what is your heart intention? And I've just discovered that when my heart is about being of service, you know, we, we, when my heart is about getting people an empowering message, that we are having success. We are having success on this show. We are having success. We are in over 90 countries. You know, we are right about 200,000 downloads. Uh, I'd love for that to be a million. And I know eventually it will be, right? And I just know it's because at every step, we're asking spirit what's ours to do. And we're staying in integrity with the things we're teaching. Right. So, uh, what I, you know, what I really want to end with us thinking about together is, you know, we are in a culture now who says what matters most is what you look like, not who you are, what you own, 
you know, not what you, not what your heart's about. And, you know, when I was thinking back, I, I do this pretty often, like once a year, especially around, you know, the end of the year, I do kind of a life review. And I think about the people that have made a difference. None of the people in my life who made a real difference necessarily were people of wealth. They were people who didn't have much in the physical world, but they had a heart. They had a heart and they had soul and they had time and they had patience and they had love and they had support, right? So it was who they were that made the difference to me. Now, obviously, having said that, well, we have to have money to live, right? So I'm thrilled for all the ways people financially support the show. And my hope for you is that, uh, you know, what matters to you most is your heart and soul. The money simply helps you support the things you love to support. That's not, that's not the end goal. You know, it's not the end goal is to just look good and have all you can have. It's who you are that matters. We don't want to be all hat and no cattle. You know, we want to be, wow, people of substance. You know, I love that the, the organizations, the people, you know, that I financially support, I love being able to do that. But I support from a place of not wanting anything back, not looking good. Typically, the support is anonymous. I'm only mentioning it to you to say, you know, it is so empowering to give your money to things that you support, but not so you look good because you believe in it, <laughs> because you believe in it. You know, so when I support, you know, Dr. Dorsey's, Orlando Minority Youth Golf Association. I just walk into his office and hand him a check. <clears throat> Sometimes I hand him a bag of cash. I love to do that. I love to support Dr. Dorsey and his organization, but I don't do it to look good. I do it because I believe in it, because the work he's doing is helping people live better lives. So as you listen to the news, as you're watching some of the stuff going on in the world right now, just see how the people that have sourced in the outer, see how their lives really are. And that should be enough motivation to go, you know what? I don't want to end up like that. I don't want to be run by my addiction at 50 and 60 years old. I want to be led by my heart. I want to be led by my soul. I want to be led by what I know to be right. Yeah, I want to be led by God, by this inner voice that guides me that leads me on the you know path of goodness and hope and love and acceptance. Yeah, so think about that, friends. We don't want to be like the rest of the world. We want to live lives of faith, lives that lift others up. You know, we don't want to be all hat and no cattle. We don't want to be stuck in the ego of looking good. We want to be real. We want to be authentic. We want to be willing to be vulnerable, to cry sometimes, right? To laugh even at times. Not always trying to look good. Be real. Be authentic. Live from soul, right? And I know that you know how to do that. I don't need to give you five steps to live from soul. We all know. We all know. And the reason I wanted to end you know, with those statements is the ego is very 
very tricky, and it's often these choices are very subtle. So I'm slowing it down so you can just think into, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is my motivation? How is my life impacting others? Like what? Just think about that. Think about that, friends. Our prayer for you always is to live an authentic spiritual journey. Our prayer for you always is to live from your soul. Our prayer for you always is to know you're loved, you're connected to God, to us, to each other, to all, right? Our prayer for you always is that you live from soul. So we thank you, dear friend, as always, for joining us. We thank you for your love, for your financial support. And hey, if you got a good word for me this week, send me a little word of encouragement. I could use a good word. And um, I appreciate it. Sometimes I need a little support, too, if you can believe that. I give out a lot, and I love when I receive it, and I thank you for that. Thank you, as always, for listening and for sharing, and we will see you here next week. Blessings on the journey, dear friends. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2022, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.